0: Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Verse 26 says, And he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. It seems Jesus met this man on the level of his this man's understanding and knowledge. He didn't try to intellectually spar with him or enter into some sort of religious theological debate. And I think in this we can learn a lot from Jesus' style of witnessing. The man, we must uh, understand, was familiar with the religious law of his time. So, Jesus therefore dealt with him on that field of play. He asked the man, what does the law say? And the man answered concisely on the subject. Such a picture as this has been repeated over and over since that day. There has always been those who seek to establish their righteousness before God and or their positional standing in eternity and do so through effort and works or maybe even the mastery of scriptural quotation and analysis. But Jesus, he answered back in a way the man probably didn't expect. Verse twenty nine says, but he, desiring to justify himself, asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Such works oriented approach to God never brings us peace or any real sense of assurance, does it? Apparently he didn't give this man any either. So Jesus allowed the law to be the final word, and the man reacted to this sudden uncomfortable position. Look, the the law may be the standard, but it is a standard that cannot be attained and certainly cannot be maintained. Rather, we need to understand that the law, the rules, are to show mankind what a holy position God demands. And therefore, to bring us to that epiphany, if you will, that we, under our own strength, our own efforts, our own intellect, looking at that law we must realize we will never achieve such a measure. And then finally, in that enlightened moment, that enlightened understanding, we are at the threshold of asking the next critical question of our lives. And that question goes like this, how then do I achieve this impossible standing? Verse 30, Jesus answered, A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who both stripped him and beat him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest was going down that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now Jesus here lovingly takes the time to elaborate on the issue that's been on the table here, And he's doing so for the sake of this young man and to effectively show him that he is without excuse before God. Jesus here tells this man the story that we call the story of the Good Samaritan. And it's a story that we probably are all familiar with. Please note that Jesus was very precise in the points of his story. This certain man said to be traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and it was a road that was quite renowned for its danger. It was a road that was famous for muggings and robberies at the hands of gangs. Certainly for this man to even be on that road was honestly quite foolish. I guess one could easily say well he got himself into it by traveling on that road alone and so we could easily feel that he simply got what he deserved. I think it's easy today to look at people with that same mindset. Didn't they know drugs were going to mess them up? What were they thinking getting that drunk and then trying to drive? Well, it was only a matter of time before he crashed and burned doing stupid stuff like that. And it goes on, etc., etc. So while we have historically chastised those who passed this fellow by, You know what, in reality, I think we're far more apt to do the exact same thing, and really far more than we are willing to admit. Once this man had fallen to his surroundings, the first to come along was religion, in the form of a priest. Religion moved away from the man and passed him on the other side. I think religion is often guilty of this. Left to its natural evolution, religion simply becomes inward-looking, self-focused, pious, ritualistic, and legalistic. And then, the net result? Well, religion ultimately goes out of its way to avoid touching a tainted world. Verse 32 says, In the same way, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So now in this scene, we have the coming of the law. This picture of reality plays out in the religious law as well as the secular. I mean, neither avenue can truly give any long-term assistance to mankind. It's all merely a band-aid for a hemorrhaging world, a finger in the leaking dike or duct tape covering an earthquake fissure. Rules and regulations have never, and will never, stop man from the subtle and steady slide toward inward rot and decay verse 33 but a certain Samaritan as he traveled came where he was and he saw him he was moved with compassion he came to him and bound up his wounds pouring on oil and wine he set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him so now we have a Samaritan who stopped and took this man to receive care and assistance It seems he spent his own time and his money and risked his own life, his own safety, his own livelihood, actually, in doing so. One likely reason for this was, well, that Samaritan would be one who would know and understand clearly what it was like to be an outcast, what it was like to be a person so reviled and shunned and persecuted. That was just simply the life of a Samaritan. They were considered a half-breed mongrel by the Jewish purebreds, purebloods. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.